Hey everybody and welcome to the very first Sim Racing Media Podcast. We've got a really good show coming up for you guys. Tony Trapasio, James Riles, Bob Beltrami, uh, two, two guys that are just OGs of the sport, talking about the history of sim racing in general, as well as we get into other, some other crazy stuff. Uh, you'll just have to hear it to find out. Uh, excited to have you. Let's get started. Oh, and be sure and like this podcast. Share it out to your buddies if they'd be interested. We appreciate you guys helping us grow so we can get more shows coming to you. Let's go. All right, we are live. Um, I got Bob Beltrami with us from WSR, WSRL Racing, which is Western States Racing League, correct? Yes, sir. Now I got Tony Trapasio. Close enough. Close, well, what is it? I got to say it Tra- for the next Trapasso. Like, Trapasso. Trapasso. I got it. And, uh, and I'm James Riles. Uh, excited to have everyone here listening. Excited to have you guys on with it let's just get right into it um bob i'll start with you tell us about like what what started your i racing or not even i racing just sim racing in general where did where to begin for you oh boy i'd have to really think back let's see the first real racing sim you know it, it was still back on the cusp of being just a game was indianapolis 500 the simulator way back in 1989. wow I, I honestly can't even remember what hardware it ran on but it came on a single three and a half inch floppy and uh that was pretty fun stuff but uh you know there was no multiplayer there was the graphics were very simplistic and there i don't even know if you could really say there was a uh any kind of a, a a background simulator really running it was more along the lines of a game but then along came bill elliott's nascar challenge that would have been about 90 two-ish to 94-ish 90 seems like 92 yeah yeah and then uh followed closely by nascar racing and that was really the one that kicked things off um once broad i i should should back up once everybody really started getting into modems you know this was back in CompuServe days uh you could hook up to a system called hawaii and you'd actually pay a, a a per minute charge and oh my gosh the bills that we could rack up i remember Um, doing land parties with that game in college yes yes that was the way to go for sure if you knew people local you know and you could all hook up to a network that was definitely the way to do it yeah i was i was looking this up actually it started with the nascar racing series and uh the dial-in servers the hawaii is that what it's called Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was like 300 300 to 1500 phone bills from using that service and it, it that's crazy 
Oh yeah, I mean, you, you paid by the minute. It was just, it was insane. Yeah, it seems to me that after I got my first bill, my usage dropped way off. Everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness, uh, a few years later, they came out with NASCAR Racing Two, which after a patch opened up the real connection to a service called 10 yep. uh, the total entertainment network and that just basically allowed you to connect and then you were rocking and it opened up uh, an ecosystem that everybody was a part of and shoot that's that's really where the wsrl kind of got its foothold I've, I've been racing with guys like rob gall since back in those days and um Man, that was a long time ago. That makes me feel old, you guys. <laughs> yeah, in uh, what 1994 when that came out, I was I was two years old, crawling around. Oh my goodness! <laughs> right there, buddy. Like, Tony, giving me the bird right, right there. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No, I'm. I'm it's crazy reading about this stuff because, like, I started in. Um, I remember I got Project Project Gotham Racing PGR on the original Xbox. Was the first racing game um that i don't even know if you call it a sim it's it's not a sim but no. it was the first racing game that i played where you actually had to like turn off all the assists and break and, and have a real fun time um and then you know dirt to daytona what was awesome all those nascar games but i never got on the nascar so a lot of guys still do that uh the papyrus it's like an open mm -hmm. software thing where a lot of guys have leagues and stuff um for that so do you race they're still guys doing racing. mods for that game. Yeah. Like the, the, I think I saw the, the Coliseum. The 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 uh well the O three. Um mm -hmm. there's there's guys still doing mods for that that game even to this day. Yeah, and its competitor, R Factor, and then R Factor Two was something we had to think about real hard as far as which direction to go because I mean, R Factor Two still has a, a a huge ecosystem that's out there, but it's yeah. just a little too it's a little too wild, if you know what I mean. And that's the yeah. beauty of iRacing is it brings it all together. You've all got the same stuff. You don't have to worry about having specific mods or anything like that. So it's and much it's, it's it's not the inmates running the asylum. <laughs> that's for sure. <clears throat> so Tony, what where did you get? I know you started in in real life racing, right? Yeah, I I actually started my racing career at three years old um they had these it was like a pseudo soapbox style race we called them gig cars is that like 19 like early early 79 1900s? <laughs> again right there no it was 79 <clears throat> um where you go you race down a hill and then there was a, a 90 degree right turn at the bottom and it was flat to the finish line. And, you know, that was, that was where I actually got my start, uh, did quarter midgets for a little while. Um, you know, and then high school came girls and sports and all that other happy, happy. But, uh, once I got into college for communications, I went back to the local quarter midget club and started announcing for them. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> Made some connections and so on. And then, um, in my spare time, I started working for a local super modified team out of Oswego. And, uh, you know, my, my racing career kind of took off from there as far as turning wrenches on real world cars. And I ended up in the cup series a couple years later, uh, long story for another time. 
But um, the, the <laughs> first the, keep the, with the, us, folks. We'll we'll get the, that out of them. The, the first the first game racing game that I ever played was pole position on the old Atari twenty six hundred. Oh shit! That was the first <laughs> racing game I ever did. Nice. And um, remember that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean that that's where a lot of guys my age started. Um, you know, and then the the original Nintendo came out, and there was uh, RC. And there was a couple other, you know, decent titles for that. Then the PlayStation Revolution came about. But yeah, like you, Bob, I started with the original NASCAR PC game. Um, you know, like I said, we had LAN parties all the time in college with that thing. And it was, it was just so much fun. Because once everybody figured out in that game that you could turn off the restrictor plate at Talladega, oh, it was game on on a Friday night. <laughs> that turned into a drinking game oh, all on man. its own. Just de- um, just destruction everywhere. Oh, huh? Absolutely. And then the running first, backwards and nailing yeah, everybody. The first sim I actually started racing on. It, uh, you can thank CSI for this one. Um, I started racing online in Second Life. Um, oh, man. Blast from the past. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it. I, that was one of the first things I did once I got in World. Like, wow, do they have cars here? Well, they do have cars. They have a racetrack. Holy crap. Pontiac has its own sim. Oh, I didn't know that. And and it was uh, Sukuming and Toby Wolf. Um, They they owned that or they ran it for Pontiac, built all sorts of cars, uh, had some racing. And I started talking with Suka one day because they had a, a super modified class but they were West coast supers. So they were completely different from what I was used to seeing. And I said, would you be opposed for me trying to build a different body for that car? She goes, well, what are you looking to do? And I told her, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. So I kind of got into car building at that point. Um, you know, built my first body and then in second life, right in second life. Okay. And you know, it was, it was, it was crude. It was very crude, but you could tell what it was supposed to be and come to find out there was actually three guys that were racing with that group at the time that were from my area and they all wanted them. And then, uh, they, they kind of took me under the, the Suku and Toby took me under their wing and taught me how to script cars. And, you know, then I got into, um, the drag racing aspect and all sorts of fun stuff. But, uh, they, they left second life in like 13 and I was an over the road, over the road truck driver at the time. So I wasn't anywhere. And then, you know, I reached out and find out where everybody was and come to find out they were in second life or, uh, the, the, the whole second life crew had left and went to I racing. And I'm like, Oh, what the hell is I racing? Oh, and then it started. And then it started. <laughs> and then, you know, spent the money, got my first wheel. My first wheel was a Thrustmaster T500. Oh, nice. No yeah, force so, feedback, right? Just, just. Oh, no, no, no. no oh, I, did it? This is, the, no, this was the, the, the creme de la creme that Ooh. Thrustmaster had out at the time. Gotcha. And it had so much force feedback, it could lift a solid oak dining room table off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I almost broke my wrist yeah. a couple of times trying to dial that in, <laughs> but, um, you know, and I haven't, I haven't really looked back. I mean, I, I've pittered here and there, you know, I go back second life every once in a while when I'm really, really bored in the middle of the day, but 
you know, it's, it's, it's definitely not the same. Right. So Bob, you, you, we talk about the transition from that, that old school system, that NASCAR over to iRacing. What was that like going from the, the poly? I don't even know what iRacing looked like in, in 2000, uh, what nine is when you came over? Yeah, let's see. I mean, I came over myself in 08 along with Brian and, uh, Rob and a few of the other guys and, the league came over for the fall season of 2010, if memory serves correctly. Um, so it, we, we kind of took our time making sure that there was at least enough tracks and the cars were more advanced so that the guys coming over from the NASCAR world would, you know, we'd, we'd enjoy it. It would be a good platform for us. At okay. first, I mean, realize it was a step down because... The physics weren't there yet. The graphics, there was no damage model. The The tire model was very rudimentary. It, it was a whole different world. Wow. But I mean, so was NASCAR 2003 compared to where it is now. I mean, it's, it's amazing how far they've come in such a short period of time with iRacing. It, um, it's, it's become so good that... Um, I've, I can get out on the track in uh, at one of the local road course and the, the instructor is asking me if I have any experience. And I said, yeah, I've been in a sim a few, for a few years. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uses cool. eye racing. Like, like I was, I can't remember why I know this, but I was watching uh, Kevin James is the crew, which is, it's a funny show, but mm-hmm. very niche. And the, the simulator that the driver is using um, to simulate, you know, being a, a NASCAR driver in the simulator, a d- double simulation, I don't know, um, was iRacing. And then that got me over. And, you know, William Byron came from sim racing. He, he, that's why he's one of my favorite drivers is he really came from that background. I didn't know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's one of my, like, I, I could be butchering history, but that's one of the reasons I follow him is because he was an avid sim racer before he came over. So that was um, pretty cool to see that. But, but um, iRacing was built off of, papyrus's nascar 2003 right yes okay so i mean starting from there and to see where it's come is it's i'm sure it's been cool to watch well it it really has been and it and there have been a lot of neat changes along the way um that first season alone in 2010 we went from racing those little um the little legend cars the little 36 <laughs> roadster you know yep. those those little guys to stepping up to gosh we did a road course using that that little unibody road racer the spec racer ford if i'm not mistaken that was what it was called the k&m looking thing now by the end of the season they'd already come out with the truck and uh, in the middle of the season we were using uh it was like a chevy ss or so, something like that it was a late model car so even then the strides they were making it was amazing so by the end of that first season we were already up to trucks and racing current nascar stuff so that's that's freaking awesome man yeah it was crazy Uh, yeah Um, the the big challenge for us at that point really was finding drivers you know yeah i'm I i hope i get to talk to you when we go over our uh because we're going to do an episode later on about league ownership and like, it's actually fine. It's going to be called like 
um, babysitting grown adults. And it's owning a league. And Hashtag like, true story. That's, that's how it seems from the outside, Bob. I will we'll get to it. But um, yeah, just like for me, it was Forza. Forza, I was a real big Forza driver. I was getting up into the top like five to 1% of lap time. So I was like, ah, oh, sh- shit, I'll transition over to iRacing and it'll be awesome. Eh. Dirt. Eh. Nope. Mm-hmm. Totally different ball game adjusting yeah. to the wheel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I came over for dirt and then just got into oval. Um, I was, pretty excited about that but wsrl so western states racing league we already talked a little bit about how it started um do you want to reminisce a little bit about the early wsrl days and what it took to get everybody together well you know the neat thing from my perspective is i took over from paul uh paul e I, I honestly don't know the pronunciation of his last name. It's something along the lines of Eigsty. Um, but I took over from him and, and the league was already quite successful, had a whole bunch of guys, you know, racing with us. So it, it really was simple back in the early days. It was after the transition that I had to really start figuring out, okay, so now we've got a more limited audience. I've got to do recruiting. I've got to try and figure out how to appeal to some of these guys and there when it comes to the the community it's a huge range of driver skill levels and attention levels to to the racing and you know what they want to get out of it themselves as drivers so trying to kind of bring that all together and find like-minded guys to race and keep it clean and keep it competitive and fun. It's been a bit of a challenge, but at the same time, it's been a heck fun. So it can be like herding squirrels at some point, can it? To a great degree. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it really is. It's, I mean, and from week to week, things change significantly depending on who's in attendance. So so yeah. but take us back, like, did you ever go to the land parties that Western States put on? We've had gatherings, but never actual land parties. Um, we got together for the first time back in 2003 to go to the California Speedway for the NASCAR race there. That nice. was a ton of fun. Um, we've been to Vegas for both the NASCAR race and the uh, little the little oval across the street. Um, the bull ring? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've been there a couple of times now as a group. Uh, a handful of us got together for the night race at Bristol a few years back. So it, it's become a pretty close-knit group for a few of us. It's It's been a ton of fun. So, Tony, you've been to... I, I've, I've participated in one land party that was not iRacing or uh, it, sim racing related. It was something else, but what was it like getting a bunch of guys in a room to put up their simulators and the wheels and getting everything going? Well, the thing was, is nobody, nobody really had a wheel at that point. No, at least none of us in college did. Is that a um, WSA, like WSASD type situation? Yeah, like that's keyboard? exactly what it was. Whoa, we were, we were all racing on keyboards, but you know, the smack talking was just going full <laughs> tilt. I've been and, in a discord. I can only imagine. Being and, right and, next you know, to like I said, everybody went in and modified, <laughs> um, but, Talladega you know, the, the thing from, 
you know, uh, on a college campus. I think it was changing lab. a one to a zero and for the value of restrictor plate. shouldn't have had the program and on the computers that we you're had. You're blasting on. down the back mm-hmm. straight away. But, um, and, you know, the statute of limitations was good. Yeah, absolutely. It's as much as you go at like 230 miles an hour. It was a state school. It was a state school like that for but, um, yeah, two thousand dollar um, phone bill. You know, I don't. I don't think coming. anybody survived. No, no, there was no, there was no phone bill. I mean, we were just wired the into the mainframe, so and we, we were connecting to start and, and try uh, it again. You know, we had one guy be the. I wonder. The, I wonder how long iRacing leaks would last nowadays if you, you know, just jump get up into and the, slap the the land like walk over the computer and, and be like, um, you're, "You're driving like a jackass." Pop. You know, it was it was a good time. I mean, like I said, it kind of turned into one big drinking game. Um, as things do in college, pass a car, take a drink. Get past, take a drink, crash, take two drinks, have to tell, <laughs> finish your drink, start another one. Um, it, you know, again, something we're probably weren't supposed to be doing on a college campus, um, especially considering most of us weren't 21 yet. Oh, oh dang, <clears> I wish I was hanging out with you guys. <laughs> but uh, Bob, when do we implement these rules into I think BSRL? immediately. I think immediately. we uh, <laughs> uh, some sort of a... Uh, perhaps uh, take a shot when you get an incident point. I don't know. Oh. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll. we'll, we'll I, I got a perfect one for your this. league, Bob. If you pass Bentley Glazer, take a drink. If Bentley oh. Glazer passes you, take two drinks. Oh boy! I, it'd have to be a ten lap race, ten or twenty laps max. That would be the end of it. Heats. Yeah. Well, we were <laughs> we, heats. we had the at home drinking game going tonight during the the last race I broadcasted. Um, you know, and I, I told him, I said, whatever you do, don't reset the record on ESPN. Oh, so what's the record? Twenty three. Twenty shots. 23 nice. cautions. Oh, nice. We'll, get, we'll go in our broadcasting behind the scenes. We'll go over, <laughs> but I love racing and, and broadcasting races. So yellows it, are it's, it's so much less stressful to be up in the tower than it is to be down on the track. But at oh, times 100%. it's fun to be out on the track too. Yeah. yeah. Not, not when you're having lots of cautions. No, no, it's not. I mean, if you, if you can get a good group of people together, like, like you have Bob, I mean, you guys numerous times this season have gone caution free. Yeah, we're lucky. I, right now, honestly, it really does depend on, you know, on the guys that are there on a, on a given night. If you get the right combination, man, everybody just knows just how to, you know, give it their all push each other and somehow come out of it clean and, Boy, it makes for fun race, and I'll tell you what. Well, I think it was the last race we did with you guys. I averaged what the I rating was for your top ten finishers, and it was like thirty seven hundred and something. Ooh. Yeah. So I mean that for those of you that that are new to the I racing servers, I rating is is, and, and you guys feel free to chime in here. But I rating is is basically how I rate I racing groups you in multiple split races. So they put you in like if, uh, for example, I'm in a class, but I'm only like a 1250 I rating. Generally they wouldn't put me in the same split that they put Bob in. Cause Bob, you're like over 3000, aren't you? I'm just right at that line. Right. So in a head to head race, Bob would whoop my ass. I in, an in an I, you know, it, it be, let, let's, you know, call a spade a spade. 
in a, in a, in a heads up race, all things being the same with your I rating, you should whoop my ass. Yeah. And it's like, I think, isn't it like when, so you get in a group, you get in a host, it has to be a hosted or not hosted, uh, official session. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'll go over it, but, um, basically if there's 20 people, all of your I rating, the difference goes in a pot and whoever you beat, you get a higher fraction, right? So if you're midline, like if you get 10th, you're only going to get like two I rating points, but anyone below that's losing I rating. So it's how they're ranked. Um, so it, it kind of groups people similarly in, in skill. It's supposed to, unless you're in, in Arca league and then it's just, who cares what happens? Survive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. That, man. I, I, one of the things about it is that it's only in the open system where you can gain or lose I rating. Right. And unfortunately for somebody like me, who's virtually all of my time is spent in the hosted areas, I'm not, that ecosystem isn't really affecting me all that much. I don't even remember the last time I did an, a race out in the system. It's It's been a while. Yeah, um, that's, I, so it makes me kind of wonder what my I rating actually is is i i don't particularly think it will have gone up honestly that's an interesting thought bob because i when you first join iRacing, if you've never joined before your entire world is officials everything it's you're like oh man i gotta get these extra gotta get these licenses i gotta learn how to do this blah 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 it's true once you're in for like the man it's not more than three to six months this whole new world opens up in leagues and leagues that are broadcast it took you three months to get out of rookies no, no, no. I'm saying to get into the hosteds and get like oh, oh, grouped oh. into the right people where you can get in a good league and not ever do an official ever again. Like, well, that's, that's the thing is I, w- I was still a rookie when I joined uh, Roadkill, which is that group from Second Life that I was telling you about. Okay. They started Roadkill Racing in iRacing. So, you know, the second I joined, I'm in the league. My, my first race ever. First time behind the wheel in a competitive format was with that league on a Friday night. Yeah, and some people don't even know that world exists. Like they they go their whole eye racing and they're just like, oh, hosteds are just where people go to screw around. You know, if you live with with your head under a rock with eye racing, you can go your whole life just worrying about hosteds and or not hosteds, officials and trying to get like that next license or pro or whatever. But you don't really learn how to drive until you drive with the same people. Well, right. I, every I, week the driving in the official races is certainly different than it is out in the hosted area in a lot of cases in some cases it's not you know let's face it um and really that's where the wsrl is trying to to kind of make its its own little carve out separate because we're really trying to find uh, a specific niche of racers who can be competitive and keep it fun but at the same time they're throwing everything at it you know and it takes a certain type of person to not let yourself get upset when you don't do well you know a lot of guys look at the competition in a in a different way right you look at a guy you know as your quote enemy unquote versus just your competitor and right. so you kind of got to learn to embrace that cuz in the end right we're all here to have a good time 
Mm -hmm. I'm here for recreation. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm never going to be a professional racer. So I'm never going to get paid for this. So the idea then is that at the end of the night, whether I've done well or poorly, I'll at least want to get up from my chair going, man, that was a good time. That was a good race, you know? However, however we work that out, you know, we want to try and make that happen in the WSRL. You talk about carving niches, though. You guys have been around since 1999. You're on your 44th season. Um, 46, isn't it? Yeah, you're you're in the fall. So 45, 45th. Yeah, 45th season. You're about to wrap up. Yep. And I mean, heck, that's that's why we're calling it the longest running league in iRacing. I don't know if it is or not. Now somebody can fact check me. But it's the longest. I that's crazy. At what you built and just seeing the changes. What's funny about it is it doesn't seem that long. I mean, when I actually sit down and look at the stats and think about it for a minute, I'm like, holy cow, but time flies when you're having fun, right? You know, Very it's, much it, so. the, the, the old cliche really is true. Um, you know, if you do what you enjoy, you're going to have a good time doing it. So I'm just lucky that I found this group of guys and the chemistry works out for good fun, fun racing. And, um, now it's just a matter of what do we do for season 46? We're going to try and mix in a few little changes and have us a good time. Now, are y'all only cup? We do cup on Friday nights and we try and follow the cup schedule as much as possible. On Tuesdays, we run trucks and we try and mix it up. We're going to mix it up more for season 46. What I mean by that is we're going to have two dirt events and we don't usually do dirt at all. Um, We're going to do a little bit of heat racing. So that'll be fun. And we're even thinking about maybe throwing in a couple of heat races on asphalt at some short tracks. So we'll we'll see. We're still kind of mulling that over. So, well, guys, if, if you are interested, um, of course they are WSRL Western States Racing League. You can catch them at WSRLRacing.com. and even the even the website is a blast from the past. Oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, I mean, I'm not knocking the website. It's just old school right there. <laughs> Like it shows what y'all are about. Y'all are about, Hey, we're here to race. We've got, um, schedule rules or everything on there. If you're interested in joining, I assume you have to start in the truck series. Is that correct? Or do people. Honestly, we've got racers of every experience level. A couple of weeks ago, we brought in a guy who was brand new to sim racing completely. Um, and we've got guys who have multiple championships out there in leagues like Bentley Glazer. So yeah, he's um, looking to go three in a row, isn't he? I tell you what, the guy's amazing, isn't he? Um, but it's good to have him cause he pushes us all, you know, cause we want to beat him. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, glad that he's with us, but, um, but yeah, we don't have any kind of a, a ladder system. If you are, uh, you're interested in racing us, all you got to do is fill out the app. Come on out and race with us. It's nice. pretty simple. And a great league. Uh, we broadcast it every Friday. Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Man, look at me. Wrongly. Too, uh, too much crap going on. <laughs> uh, no, but the WSRL, we broadcast. If you want to watch what they're about, it's fantastic. Over on Sim Racing Media or ESPN, I don't. I don't know what we are. It's right now, on but, our YouTube. It's on the ESPN YouTube. Yep, there it is, and all those links will be in the description. So, like, <clears throat> has there anything that's like old school 
from when you started that had to stay or had to go throughout the course of your 46 seasons? You know, honestly, as NASCAR has changed, the sim seems to, you know, obviously change kind of with it. And since the whole point of the WSRL is to go NASCAR racing, that's worked out pretty well for us. You know, that it's kept the formula simple and that's what we're really honestly trying to do. Keep it simple. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that we've actually lost that I look back on and go, gosh, I wish we still had that. And I'm just, I'm not thinking of a single thing, even from a nostalgic, you know, point of view. I sure don't miss keyboard racing. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, a lie. I can actually remember when I got, uh, I got this joystick that was, it was a full analog. So it wasn't just, you know, you turn it and it was like the on button versus off. You actually could, could manage the corners and give the, you know, kind of like turn a bit or mm -hmm. turn a lot or turn even more. And, I it's like a flight was, stick, kind of. Exactly, exactly okay. right. And I remember just God, how what? different that changed the experience completely. And that was way back in the day, though. So my my first con uh, wheel, for lack of a better term, it, it was it, it looked a ton like a like an RC wheel, like a radio control controller. Well, it it had a trigger for the throttle in a, like a wheel. Oh wow! wow. So. And, and I mean, that, I was one of the first ones to have anything like that on campus. And they, of course, next thing you know, they're all trying to wreck me because, you know, I'm smoother in the turn. <laughs> you can turn 50%. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just tapping, instead of tapping the key to try to get the car to turn, you know, I'm just. Tony, bring it back. Uh, bring it back. Bring, bring back that controller. That Figure controller out, reverse is engineer long and gone. Go buy a new one. Reverse engineer it. You could be the next big streamer on Twitch, driving on no. a, a. It's a. It's not a visual medium, but driving no. on the little well, RC controller. Well, no, I'd love to. I'd pay on. good money to see here's, that. Here's the thing: there is a sim out there called Virtual RC. No, you got to do iRacing with it though. Hold on, I'll let me. <laughs> they make a setup where you use your normal controller, bind it to a receiver, and then there's the two outputs go into a, into two USBs into your computer. And you control it with your normal RC controller. So what you're saying is this could happen. Uh, if you're paying for it, I'll do it. Tony, Tony. Is going to be driving in the WSRL. Oh boy! With an RC, <laughs> very dangerous. No, I'm, not, I'm not driving one of those bad men. Absolutely not. Man, can you imagine people? People already gripe and complain about controller drivers. <laughs> and can you? Oh, oh man! Uh, let's see. Now we're talking about a drinking game. Now yeah, we're talking. Uh, and Tony's in the wall again. Oh. Now Tony won the race. Drink, the drink. next wave in iRacing is just. RC Absolutely not, because there is no force feedback, and that's that's the worst thing about oh, it. You don't need force feedback. I, I have drivers that turn off their force feedback. They don't need it. It's just extra. I'm doing. I'm man, Tony. I'm down. I'm down like a clown. And Bob already said he'd let you in the league and do it, pretty much. Especially if we introduce drinking. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Then it's a done deal. <laughs> yeah, the only, Saturday the only, night league. The only problem is I've been on the wagon for seven years. Uh oh, 
So you can drink hmm. Tylenol PM or something. I don't. I don't know. Well, we'll see how long you can go before you fall asleep. Tap. <laughs> oh man, that's fun. I'll drink for you, Tony. I like no, it. I, I can't give you that. I can't give you alcohol poisoning week in and week out. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fun. RC controller talk. I love it. I love this. Oh, so, Bob, um, have you one thing? I so what brought me, and I don't know why I didn't cover this earlier, is the pandemic. That STEMI hit, and I bought me. I finally made the move to PC racing because my first controller. Y'all talking about RC controllers and, and keywords? Was it, it's about as big as a wheel was the original xbox controller so like it almost like an f1 wheel um just about but in the during quarantine and everything i was working a, a job that paid me to go home and hey don't come back so um went out bought the sim got into it got the wheel everything set up just right but that was when iRacing blew up correct like that pandemic era oh yeah it sure seemed like things expanded no doubt it, it- the week after NASCAR had their first virtual race, the sim it frigging exploded. Um, you know, you the, the servers were crashing that week mm. because so many people were were joining iRacing and trying it. Which I remember seeing that you know they got that meter down at the bottom. It hit fourteen thousand drivers online. <laughs> well, there was one point it's amazing. I think it was in like April or May that it was like 120,000 on online at one time. Oh my. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. That's that I. You mean that going right now to look at what it is. Cause I bet, uh, and I, I read articles and even like the updates that the, the money they got that, that I racing got from this, it like, it couldn't have happened any better to where, it they paid, got, the pandemic paid for the last four track scans. Oh, or more. I mean, this it's been like all the updates and stuff that they they're they're putting out updates like every week or two. It seems like now where you got to download something new, where it's absolutely insane to to think about like how many people are on. I'm trying to find it right now. Actually, like ten thousand. In, like on right now on right now it's ten thousand. Oh man that that actually seems a little low for a, a sunday evening but it's getting a little late on the east coast ten thousand six hundred and eighty two to be exact yeah wow. well no yeah and, and now it's like the perfect storm like the pandemic is everybody went out and bought all this crap to irace and it, it seems like it's even from a broadcaster perspective and we're like we're good. I, I'm not going to lie. I think we're, I think we're good. Um, but we're new and we're already turning people away just because like there's so many leagues that have formed and everybody wants to start a league and have it broadcasted. And it's like a 15 minutes of fame type deal. Dude, we've been uh, turning, we've been turning leagues away for years. Oh, it's nuts. I would have never, it. when I, when I started, never guessed that I would be broadcasting and that it would be the niche that it does. And I love doing it. Uh, it is amazing. Oh, it's crazy but in the future like do you think it's going to slow down or do you think that this is here it's here yeah it's here here we are you know you know it, it vr turns it into a whole nother experience too somebody's gonna have to come, come up with something huge to knock iRacing off of where it is um i mean a set of courses is trying but the physics aren't there the track scans aren't there you know, they, it's, it's more 
you can't buy an individual car. You've got to buy them in packs. It's it's a pain in the ass. And it's like, I think the only thing that some of those other platforms like R Factor is it's uh, open source. I think R Factor is open source. R Factor so, one is. Yeah. So you R can Factor do like two is not. Gotcha. So you can do like the drifting. I've seen a lot of drifting events on a set of Corsa um, that you really couldn't do in iRacing. It'd, it'd be very hard to circumvent the iRacing built in. Bet me. Do it. Let's. I mean, drifting would be dope. I've got I've got like four or five setups for drifting, depending on what car you want. Tandem. If you could do tandem drifting and iRacing, that that would open up a whole that, new. That used to be a Friday night ritual with the Roadkill group. We'd we'd, ha- we'd go to one track and we'd drift. You know, you and if, if you were caught not drifting, you were getting walled. <laughs> I mean, you That's, were getting just straight up torpedoed if you were caught not trying to drift. So, yeah, that's crazy. That seems like so much fun. But, Bob, you, you brought it up VR um, and how it's. I read about VR in like 2013 while I was deployed. And I was like, this is because that's when the Oculus like first was like, hey, we're doing this. That's the future, man. The VR, if you haven't gotten in the car in VR, you haven't played the game. Yeah, once you do it, it just changes everything <laughs> it's it's a little disorienting the first time you do it though first couple of times oh yeah i i, I played so i i don't know if it was i got the rift s like one of the first things i bought for i racing after the wheel and pedal i was like i can't afford it's weird i couldn't afford triples but i could get a rift you know like that's how ch- accessible like the quest 2 is right now like the oculus stuff now you can just look around. That, that was blowing my mind. So I might have stepped away. Tony, what, what do you do for VR? I don't. Don't. I've, yeah. I've been a single monitor guy since day one. Really? Yeah. I, I tried it. I even got like an ultra wide and I couldn't do it. I, I can, but like just being able to look around, I think it ruined me. It, to I, do I, VR. I, I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, I, when I was living in Ohio, I was, like four blocks from Byron Rodney and Byron had uh, VR. He goes, dude, you got to try this. And so I went over there and went, holy crap, because it just, it changed, it changes the way you attack something when, you know, you can, you can turn your head and look where you're going in, you know, a 410 non-wing sprint car. and you know, you, you've got that confidence of, okay, I'm not, I'm not close. I'm not as close to the wall as I think I am. I can roll into this a little harder. Oh, the spatial awareness is oh, what yeah, it does for absolutely. me. Oh, yeah, I can like dirt is a whole nother body. I just, don't have I, the, I just don't have the artillery to be able to, to run one on my system. Right. Yeah, being able to look up the track, being able to just see that distance between cars, stick just, your head out the window at a restart. <laughs> Being able to duck your head to the side for that little bar in the indie cars. Yeah. <laughs> Simple little stuff like that. Yeah. So what are, what VR are you running, Bob? Um, sadly, <clears throat> I'm not. Oh, I'm, still no. on a, I'm still on a three, uh, a three screen setup, but I've raced it and it's, it's spoiled me. So it ruins I, you. I, yeah. I, I, every time I sit down, I'm like, I've got to get myself set up. But you know, my, my systems from 2018. So I kind of need to get fully upgraded. Dude, mine's older than that. 
I got to get hooked up. Man, so. Oculus Quest 2 is such a game changer. Oh, it's crazy. And I, I, like I said, I was lucky enough. I went to the Rift S. I bought one used for like 200 bucks, I think. Um, and I bought a nice enough computer to get in. But yeah, just being able to see the Apex and dirt, like being able to know, like to be able to qu- just quickly look around and be like, hey, I know that this guy's on my outside and I've seen how he's running. You can like feel that car a little better. Mm-hmm. Especially when you can just kind of glance over your shoulder. You literally can just kind of look over. There he is. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen people use that on monitors where they have like the button mapped to look right. I could never do that. Uh, it, it disorients me so bad to just like nine degree shift. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can get try it on used a sing- to it. Try it on a single monitor. It really yeah. sucks. That's oh, what boy. I'm saying. Shit. But horrible i can't see can't see nothing (laughs) but just the innovations that iRacing has made and how like vr and sim racing in general and like the vr is it's the future i don't i don't care who you are i've been saying this for ever it's the virtual space is the only unexplored space left on earth um and it's ever growing but i'll get into that another time (laughs) well there there's a movie out there i don't know if you've ever seen it called ready player one Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. That's that, that's kind of where the world's going. Meta is is in that direction. Hundred percent. We're on virtual reality. I believe we live in a computer simulation. I'll go over it later. I can prove it mathematically. Anyways, <laughs> I've said that to you before, but uh, so, take the Bob, blue pill, sir. Take the blue pill. No, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with my my reality so far, but. <sighs> It's interesting that uh, when the Matrix came out, you know, it was almost horrific to think of, you know, these people attached to this virtual world and enslaved to it to be batteries. You know, that it was it was a horrible concept. But frankly, looking around nowadays, I think if a new company came out called the Matrix and said, hey, you just plug in and we'll keep you in this pod and you just live a happy life. Oh, all day. I think a lot of people would sign up happily. And so. it, I don't want to get into this, but you're you're bringing me in, Bob. Think about this, and, and and I'm I'm just gonna put this out there as somebody who is currently disabled. You know, you've got people in wheelchairs that can't walk, that can't do the square root of anything. Um, you know, with their with their normal life, you know, they can be somebody online. You know, they can they can go and win races. They can, you know, go and win online gaming tournaments. You know, whatever whatever platform you want. You know, sports, shoot 'em ups, whatever. You know, and and that's an advantage to people that are in a, a situation like I am. I mean, I'm 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 in a wheelchair. I freely admit it. Um, you know, but we can go into a, a simulator like iRacing meet up with like-minded people and have that, that little bit of enjoyment for a couple hours at a time. Yep. Just a little recreation. Some people have a bowling league or a softball league. Exactly. Racing. Yep. It's absolutely right. The things you can do with it. Like I'll, I'll probably never go to Watkins Glen or, or cause I'm mid mid America. So any, I any racing in general is hard to get to. You do realize all you need is a plane ticket to Syracuse, right? Yeah, but I, I I need money for that, Tony. I'm just saying, all you need to do is figure out how you can get. To, well, no, you're you're in the the armed services. Just fly into Hancock Field. 
I'm just going to hop on a plane and be like, hey, guys, I'm a reservist. Uh, let me fly <laughs> exactly. this plane. Nah. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I can go, like, I'm never going to drive on those tracks. In and out. You know, like, to do that and how far iRacing has made that accessible. I'll pull people in VR, and it's it's nuts that they the, their world changes. Yeah, but I can't drive a, can't drive a cup car there. Tony. No, you can't drive a cup car, but you can drive <laughs> a street car there because they have open track days. We'll make enough doing this, or we'll do we'll do it. All right, I'm gonna hold we'll you to that. that. With uh, <laughs> Bob, you guys are first our first guest on the podcast ever. You're invited. It has been a pleasure, and I um, I look forward to being there for sure. Definitely. Hell yeah, boys! <laughs> I mean, shoot, we've we've talked about it all, uh, Bob. Man. Is there anything in the future of WSRL or the platform that you're just really excited about? Rain. <laughs> Rain. Oh, man, it would be so fun to sit on the tarp, sit on the pit road at Talladega waiting for rain to leave and then rescheduling the race the next day. That's what you're talking about, right? That would be such a blast. <clears throat> if we had some sort of an open wheel, high downforce type of a, uh, uh, of a league and we used to have a Wednesday a Wednesday series that did some road course racing um that might be sort of fun to try racing in the rain but yeah not in NASCAR no, no. <laughs> you don't want to or was that Sonoma um where they did it this year and everybody crashed I, out you know no it was uh 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 Circuit of the Americas Dakota yeah oh, yeah well, as you might have seen when we were at uh, Watkins Glen earlier this, or no, it was Road America. Um, I'm not terribly good at the uh, road course racing, so I'll just stick to the dry conditions for now, fellas. Oh, Bob, <laughs> you got to get good at road course racing because that's un- I. It's the future, and ask. I for- have a blast. I, there's no doubt about it. I'm I'm doing a, a 24 hour um, next week at Sebring, which is I'm looking really forward to. I've done the 24 hours of Daytona several times. I've done Le Mans, and so it's I I, I enjoy road course racing, but you know the guys who are good at it just have a they have an eye, you know that I don't quite have. They have force feedback pedals, is what they have, Bob. Oh, they've got some i'll tell you no, what. seriously that's what they have because and the butt kicker gamer too <laughs> well, no it's no seriously there's there's pedals out there that when you go into to a lockup the pedal vibrates oh interesting and and when you go, when you hit the gas too hard and it starts to spin the wheels the pedal vibrates hmm that'd be good information that's for sure and that's what a lot of the the higher echelon road racers are using now so that they can do what they call threshold braking, where you're right on that ragged edge and you can really throw it into a corner and have confidence that you can get the car woed in time, but go so much deeper than somebody that doesn't have that feel. Yeah. And without some sort of a, a real rig that's got hydraulics on it and stuff, you're never going to feel that stuff through your seat. Uh, right, so, and that's that's where those pedals come into play. Very interesting, man. Talk about the future. All this, yeah. they're they're making CSLs coming out with the CSL. Is it the CSL Elite? Whatever, three hundred dollar. Um, one of their the higher direct drive. Um, they're coming out with one of the cheaper ones. Just the for future three hundred dollars for a direct drive it's wheel. Stupid. Oh, dude, I'm I'm gonna look it up and uh, probably have to cut this segment. But it's like 
an entry level direct drive is coming out. Um, that is stupid cheap. The CSL DD. Heck. Yeah, because you know, I, I remember when direct drive wheels were first coming out, they were like $3,000. Exactly. It's like, are you insane yeah. for a sim wheel? You have to think that things are like that are going to, you know, start to level out in price. But that's, that's amazing, you know, considering what you're getting for the dollar with the direct drive wheel. So that's quite the bargain. People <sighs> would, should want to get into that. Give us I money. That's a really good thing because hopefully that's more people in the league with better equipment makes it better race. So, you, you, you know, you bring up a point, Bob, um, you know, better, better you know, people getting better equipment for themselves. The one thing I've noticed, and I don't know if, if you've ever had ran into this situation yourself, but you, you see it all the time in a lot of leagues that somebody's wheel will go down or, you know, they'll have an encoder problem or, you know, that there's a, a there, a, I forget which company has that little brass ring that always wears out and, and it, it, you can't find center on the wheel anymore. I have seen so many drivers say, well, I still have my old such and such sitting here. Send me your address and they'll just ship their old stuff to a guy in need so that, you know, they don't miss the next week's race. I mean, and that's, that's the beauty of this community. Yeah, it's true. I've got teammates who did exactly that just this last couple of weeks. So it is amazing. You know, that's, I I just, every time I hear something like that happening in our community, it just, it, it, it reaffirms why I'm a part of iRacing. You know, it's, it's the camaraderie. It's, it's, it's that brotherhood of racers that, I want to beat you on the track, not because your shit broke down. That's true. That's the iRacing. Like you talk about coming full circle and getting into the servers and being in those officials and then coming to the leagues like WSRL that really make you appreciate the platform and, and the guys driving next to you um, week in, week out. And I love that. I love coming from myself where I came from Forza, where I never raced against real people generally anyways. Also I was playing tag and to come to this has been, has been ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But folks, Bob, you got any closing arguments? What do you, what are you um, thinking about the the history of iRacing unabridged? What would I want to tell you guys about what we got coming up here to try and. You got gateway this coming Tuesday. Yeah, we're uh, we're coming up on the last two weeks of the season in the WSRL, week 19 and 20, and we only do 17 keep weeks. So the points are going to fluctuate a little bit, which hopefully is going to add to the uh, add to the drama. Although Bentley in the Tuesday series certainly does have a, a, a hold on the championship mathematically at the moment. We'll see. You do a, a chase, correct? No. No, we just do a straight uh, 20 race season. Gotcha. They do it old school. Yep. That's right. Like pre pre two thousand what two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Old school. Ugh. That'll be fun. That's gonna be on Tuesdays at SRM. You got uh, championship race coming up. Uh, where's your championship at Phoenix? Yes, sir. Open dog leg. Yes, always. Hey, uh, God, that has been some really fun racing since they opened that up. It is amazing that how they spread out going down through there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, especially considering where the start finish line is now. 
Exactly. It, and it feels so much different now, even though the layout itself is the same. It just that that first dog leg versus the second half, the timing of it just feels very different with that start finish line in between. It's amazing. They put like a boost in that in that track without making boost because you can only go down two or three times before you're just a the guy knows what you're doing or b your tires can't handle it anymore so i i I love watching the new phoenix um so i'm excited to watch you guys what is it next tuesday this this week's this week's gateway the next week yeah uh, is uh is phoenix exactly i know right (laughs) but uh bob i appreciate the hell out of you for coming in um and helping us out with our first podcast i can't think of a better way to open this thing up and start it and talking to one of the OGs of sim racing in general. So I appreciate you coming in, brother. Well, we appreciate you having us on. It was a lot of fun and uh, great talking to you guys. You as well, man. Tony, you got anything before we shut her down? Uh, no, I think we covered everything that we were planning on covering tonight. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, like I said, it just... It, it, I got nothing but praise for most of the iRacing community. I mean, yeah, you're always going to have some trolls, but for the most part, you know, you, it, there's a lot of leagues out there, uh, Western states being one of them that, you know, it's, it's a good group of like-minded people. And if, if you've never run in a league before and you're in the iRacing servers and all you've done is official stuff, you kind of owe it to yourself to at least try a league and and i really i can't think i can't think of a better one to to start with than you know one of the ogs and and you know western states couldn't have said it better myself (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well uh guys again i appreciate both of you for coming on um this is going to be live soon keep a lookout for the next one we should be doing it in another probably week or two we're probably going to keep it weekly um i think the next one that i've got planned is either the league owning a league um going to hear from some people that have owned have, have managed some leagues and how hard it is to get them off the ground as well as i think we're going to do through the lens like through our lens as broadcasters because i think that'll be interesting to get some people like what we really think about uh certain stuff and then how it it goes but anyways i'll pinch it off uh tony give us give us the exit bro well, for Mr. James Riles, for Mr. Bob Beltrami, this is Tony Trapasso reminding you to walk down the road of life, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't play in traffic. Good night, everybody.